0: Hello, and welcome to the first edition of Mr. Wilson's Media Literacy Podcast. This podcast is designed to bring media literacy education to its listeners. For our first podcast, we're going to start with What is media literacy? Well, to start with, we'll separate these terms and take them individually. What is media? Media is actually the plural form of a word that most of you already know. However, it's an irregular noun in that the plural is formed in an irregular way. How do we usually form the plural of a noun? One dog, two dogs. Just think about all the nouns in the English language. Most of them are regular and you pluralize them by adding s or es. Can you think of any other irregular nouns that do not conform to this formula? Man, men, foot, feet, mouse, mice. There are many others. How many can you think of? But what is the singular form of the word media? The word you already know. Here's a clue. It follows the same pattern as these words. The singular bacterium becomes the plural bacteria. The singular millennium becomes the plural millennia. So, what is the singular of media? How many of you have figured it out? It is medium. Most of us already know this word. Is the man tall or short? Nah, I'd say he's medium. Would you like a large or small fry? Well, I'll have a medium. Medium is something that is in the middle. So, is the meaning of media many things that are in the middle? Well, in a way, yes. However, that is not the definition that we will use. There are great many different variations of the definition of medium. You could order a medium orange juice. There is a mathematical term, medium. You could also ask a medium to talk to your great-grandfather Zebediah to find out where he buried the family treasure. There are many different terms for this type of person, psychic, clairvoyant, mystic, but they're also called mediums. Why? Because they are in the middle of our world and the spirit world. That is, if you believe that sort of tripe, but this gets us closer to the definition that we want for media because a medium can also be a thing in the middle of communications or a way to communicate tv for example is the most powerful medium of our times for now anyway so here is our definition of media and in case you are in one of mr wilson's classroom This is the first sentence in your journal. Media is any form of communicating ideas or information to a large audience. I'll say that again. Media is any form of communicating ideas or information to a large audience. Now, simply defining a word often doesn't help come to a true understanding of it. So let's think of some more examples. TV is one. Now, can you think of some more? I'm going to ask my students to pause this while they come up with some examples for their journal. Now, remember to write incomplete sentences. So your next sentence in your journal will be, some examples of media include TV, comma, and come up with some more on your own. Pause this podcast, and if you're listening on a PC, usually if you hit your space bar, that'll do the trick. And come back when you're done. Okay, so how many examples were you able to come up with? Well, here's a list that one of my classes recently came up with. Why don't you see how many of these you have, and if you don't have some, why don't you add it to your list? Some examples of media include TV, newspapers, computers, email, radio, phones, advertisements, flyers, books, magazines, movies, speeches, pictures, video games, clothing, logos, Music, graffiti, and packaging. Packaging refers to the packages that almost every single product that we buy comes in. That's not a completely comprehensive list, but if you think about all those forms of media, you'll see that we have a lot of media in our life. Now, let's go over the next word, literacy. Many of you probably already have an idea of what it means. And here is the definition for your journal. Literacy is the ability to read and write. That's it. Pretty easy definition. However, literacy skills are not so easy. They are the most important skills for you to learn and skills you work on in every class in school. You may think, hey, Mr. Wilson, I can read and write. I am literate already. While I hope this is true, your reading and writing skills will improve throughout your entire life, and these skills are the key to every other skill you may work on in school. Now that we know the meaning of the two words, media and literacy, who can put them together and figure out the meaning of media literacy? I'm going to ask you to pause the podcast again and think about it a little bit. Now, did you figure it out? Media literacy, simply put, is the ability to read and write media. However, that is not the definition we're going to be using. What does it mean to read and write media? How do we read and write TV, for example? Well. We'll come back to that question in a second, but first, here's the formal definition of media literacy. Again, if you're writing a journal entry, this is the next answer that you'll write down in your journal. Media literacy is the ability to access, analyze, evaluate, and create a variety of different forms of media. I'll say that definition again, and this time explain some of the terms. Media literacy is the ability to access, which means get to, analyze, which means study and think about deeply, evaluate, which means to judge, and create, which means to make a variety of media. Now, what does this mean exactly? Well, how many of you know how to watch TV? Most of my students all raise their hands and say, I do, I know how to watch TV, Mr. Wilson. It's pretty easy. Well, most of us think we do, but most of us probably watch TV like the character Calvin in the cartoon Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is my favorite cartoon for many reasons, but one is that Calvin is both very foolish and incredibly smart, leading to very amusing situations. He is a six-year-old boy but he has the vocabulary of a very well-educated adult and often many young people do not know all the words he uses. For the following single cartoon I am about to share, for example, we need to know the words forfeiture, passive, slack, wallow, inert, and finally, neural transmitters. How many of you know the meanings to all those words? Well. Forfeiture is another example of an unfamiliar form of a word most of us know. To forfeit is a verb meaning to give up. If we forfeit a game because we don't have enough players, we give it up and lose. Forfeiture is the noun form of the word. So the game itself, a noun, a thing, would be a forfeiture. Passive is the opposite of active. If we play in the game, we are active but if we forfeit and sit on the bench staring at our toes wishing that the rest of our team had shown up, we are passive. Slack means loose or dull. We can pull a rope taut or tight, but when we drop it, it goes slack. Wallow is a verb which means to roll around in, sometimes figuratively instead of literally. In other words, A pig wallows in the mud, quite literally, while a fool may wallow in ignorance in a more figurative way. Inert means lifeless or lacking the ability to move. A rock is inert. And neural transmitters are, put simply, the things in your brain that help you think. Okay. With that vocabulary lesson behind us, all for one single cartoon, can you believe it? We can now read a classic, Calvin and Hobbes, in which Calvin demonstrates the accepted way of viewing television. For those of you who are able to view the pictures that are attached to this podcast, you'll also be able to view this cartoon. But I will read it aloud for those of you who can't. Calvin walks up to a TV, turns it on, and says, I try to make television watching a complete forfeiture of experience. Notice how I keep my jaw slack so my mouth hangs open. I try not to swallow either, so I drool. And I keep my eyes half-focused so I don't use any muscles at all. I take up passive entertainment and extend the passivity my entire being. I wallow in my lack of participation and response. I'm utterly inert." And his friend Hobbes says, I'm going to leave before you start attracting flies. As Calvin responds, I can almost feel my neural transmitters shutting down. Calvin demonstrates the way the majority of people watch or read TV with their neural transmitters shut off, their brains not fully functioning, not thinking. And this is exactly what the people who make TV shows want. For it is in this vulnerable state that advertisers bombard us with absurdity and hope that it works. And it does. There's a very famous Jerry Seinfeld joke where he talks about an advertising company selling wrenches using a girl in a bikini holding the ratchet set. Why would they put a girl in a bikini holding a ratchet set? So men, who have their neural transmitters shut off, see this image and say, Ooh, girl in a bikini. Ratchet set? Maybe if I buy the... and the girl... I better just buy that ratchet set. So, There are many reasons why we need to work on our media literacy skills in order to be able to access, analyze, evaluate, and create media more effectively, especially in today's world. We'll talk more about those reasons in our next podcast. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for podcast number two on Mr. Wilson's Media Literacy Podcast. Thanks.